Hi, welcome to our last service for this year. Today, my title is Give Thanks, and our passage will be from Psalm 136, verse 1 to 3. You know, give thanks. As we end the year, I'd like all of us to be able to give thanks for the things the Lord has blessed you with uh, in 2020. So what has COVID taught us this year? It has taught us that life is a gift and it's important. Family is precious. We never know what time we will have left with them. Time is gold because in a split second, we can get COVID and die. Health is wealth. We realize that we can have all the money all the success in the world but when our health gives up everything is lost and everything else can wait we have to change with the times adjust with the new normal and practice social distancing we all have learned to live with covid in the philippines there's a post that i saw on uh, Facebook, and it said that COVID-19 vaccine developments in Southeast Asia. In Singapore, it's already phase two. In Thailand, it's phase one. In Indonesia, it's phase three. But in the Philippines, we are on face shield. We have all learned to live and laugh with COVID. And I think that's the Filipino spirit. No? And as we look forward to the new year, maybe we, we are low on budget. Our income is low. We have low supply of money. So what do we do? So here's an idea that I saw from a Filipino who was very practical. You see, he got a can of spam because that was all the money he had. And he cut them into 59 slices my friends we all need to laugh a little during this COVID time we have to learn to adjust we have to learn to live with COVID so knowing that this virus is here to stay no it's not going anywhere okay uh, we're not gonna get any vaccine soon in the Philippines no is there anything we can be thankful for as we look back to 2020. Is there any blessing that we can give thanks? Or all that we see in 2020 are the problems. So our passage today is found in Psalm 136, verse 1 to 3. And it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. The Lord here means Jehovah. It means self-existent and, and eternal one. Jehovah means self-existent and the eternal one. Then in verse 2, it says, Give thanks to the God of gods. The first word, the God, no? the capital G-O-D here, is translated as Elohim meaning He is the one true God. 
Okay? He is the one true God. We give thanks to the one true God, okay, because He is the ruler and the judge. And in verse 3, give thanks to the Lord of lords for His love, for His steadfast love endures forever. The capital L, capital L Lord, means Adonai, meaning that He is the Lord and the Master and the King of our life. We are given four reasons here why we are to give thanks or be grateful. First, we have to be grateful because God is good. Second, because God is the one true God. Third, God is the Lord. And fourth, God is merciful. God is merciful. So why should we give thanks? Okay, number one, God is good. God is good. So what do we mean when we say God is good? We mean that the goodness of God means He wants the best for you and me. God is generous, kind, and caring. God is good all the time, even when life is difficult. God is good all the time, even when life is difficult. You see, the fact that God is good is fundamental to all that He is and does. We know that God is love and that love is an expression of His goodness. And this is a wonderful reason to give thanks to God. In Psalm 145, verse 9, it says, The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. The Lord is good to everyone. That is the character of God. And we must give thanks because we have a God that is good to us. You see, all of God's actions are good. Okay, All of His actions are good. God cannot be tempted to do evil. Now, when we experience pain and loss, it can be difficult to see that God is good. Diba? If we experience pain, losses, it's difficult for us to see that God is good. But when we experience these difficult times, we must trust in His goodness because God becomes our anchor in the storm. God becomes our anchor in the storm. So the key word is we must trust in God's goodness. You see, all of God's actions are good and God's goodness should lead us to be thankful to Him. Because God is good, we must give thanks to Him. Second, God is the one true God. Now, what does it mean that God is the one true God? The Bible says that God is just, God is loving, trustful, and holy. God shows compassion, mercy, and grace. So there is no one like Him. God judges sin, but He also offers forgiveness. You see, any God that is not just, that is not loving, that is not truthful, that is not holy, that is not compassionate, that is not merciful, that is not gracious and forgiving, is not the one true God. So, the one true God possesses all knowledge and all power. He is present in all places and 
is unchanging. The one true God does not change. And that is what makes Him different. So we give thanks because we have a God that is true and unchanging. Third, God is Lord. Now what do we mean here? We mean that God is in control. He is sovereign. God knows everything and nothing escapes God's attention. Nothing escapes God's attention. God is never surprised or out of control because He is the King. He is Lord. You see, God's sovereignty is the attribute by which He rules His entire creation. And to be sovereign, God must be all-knowing, all-powerful, and absolutely free. There's an explanation or an illustration I like to uh, try to give to show you what does it mean that God is sovereign. It's like a man who holds a bowl in his hand and there's an ant inside the bowl. You see, the man represents God and the man can allow the ant to come out or the, the man can kill the ant or he could just let him stay in the bowl. You see, the man is not powerless, okay? But he can allow the ant to come out of the bowl. And that is like God. God allows us to do things, okay? God is sovereign, but he is still in control. He is not powerless, but he allows us because he gives us that free will, to do and to choose what we want to do in our life. So that is God's sovereignty. He allows us you know, to choose to do uh, the things in this world. And that's why sometimes we commit a lot of mistakes. Because even though, even though we know what is right, sometimes we choose to do what we want to do. In Hebrews 4 verse 13, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. My friends, we have to give thanks because God is in control. He is in charge. He is sovereign. And last, God is merciful. It means God's mercy, or in, uh, in the uh, word, it's kesed, no? the Hebrew word kesed, okay? never ends. Okay? God's mercy never ends and will always be given to His people. You see, God's mercy or steadfast love is rooted in His love for us. He is merciful because He is love. As sinners, we are all sinners in this world, we deserve punishment. And God's righteousness requires punishment for sin. He wouldn't be holy otherwise. No? Since God does love us and is merciful, He sent His one and only Son. You see, the fullness of 
God's mercy is seen when Jesus was beaten and murdered on our behalf. Jesus received our just condemnation and we received God's mercy. God's mercy. So today I'd like to give you four reasons to be thankful for 2020. First, remember that God is good. Second, remember that God is the one true God. There is no one like Him. Third, God is sovereign. He is in control. He is not powerless, but He allows us to do the things that we want to. But we thank God that He is still in control. And fourth, God is merciful. He loves us even though we don't deserve it. <clears throat> Some of our friends, relatives, and church members don't feel so thankful. Okay, you know why? Some have lost their business. Some have lost their loved ones. And some have lost their jobs. So the question that some of us face is, is there anything to be thankful for? It's easy to be thankful when everything is going well in your life. But once we experience loss, hardship, loneliness, and pain, can we still be thankful? Can we still be thankful? So in today's message, I would also like to encourage some of us who feel down as we end 2020. Maybe you feel, ah, oh, there's nothing to be thankful for. You know, it's easy to say God is good, God is the one true God, God is sovereign, God is merciful, but I don't sense Him in my life right now. So I'd like to share two verses, um, two passages to encourage you. First, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your straight. He will make straight your paths. This verse, I hope you could keep it in your heart and always remember that you can trust in the Lord. To trust in the Lord is to put your life in God's hands. Put your life in God's hands. COVID has taught us no matter how you plan your life, you still have to surrender it to the Lord because God is in control. So no matter what you are going through, my UECP brother and sister. Remember, you can trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Put your faith in God because He is good and He is God. Second verse I'd like to give you is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, 
what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. It means do not worry. Okay, do not worry. Um, this year might have been filled with hardship and loss of loved ones, no? loss of financial, uh, financials because you, maybe you lost your job or your working days were cut. But God assures us that He can be trusted and that He is going to take care of you. But we have to trust God. You know, we worry because we don't know what the future holds. But no matter how you prepare and plan, we cannot control what will happen in the future because only God knows what will happen. So my friends, what is God saying uh, to us this 2020? Okay, I'd like to encourage you. God is saying, trust me, don't worry, I got you. No? God is telling you to trust Him. Don't worry because God has got you. So I just want to encourage those who are, you know, in, in, not, in not a such thankful uh, mood. Trust in God. Don't worry because He got, he got you. Every relationship is built on trust. You trust the pilot to fly the plane, so you get on board. You trust the bank to protect your money, so that's where you deposit your money. The world promises a lot more than it delivers. The truth is that God has been making promises since the beginning of time, and He has kept every one of them because God is faithful. You see, we can trust in Him because He never breaks His promises. And that is God. There is, so always remember this, my UECP family. There is always, always, always something to be thankful for. There's always something to be thankful for. So to be grateful we have to see God for who He is. That He is good, that He is the one true God, that He is Lord and in control, that He is merciful, and that He is faithful. So as a response, how do we show our thanks to God? As a response, I like to end you know, by telling you, as a response, my challenge to us as we end 2020 is to love our neighbor. Not to love our neighbor. You know, this pandemic has triggered the survival mode in a lot of us, meaning we only take care of ourselves. We have become more selfish. You know, in the, pan in the first few months of lockdown, it's crazy if you go to a grocery. Everyone was buying, hoarding, and that just shows you everyone was out for themselves. And it got me thinking, how can we say we are a disciple of Christ 
when we don't care for others? How can we say we are a follower of Jesus Christ when the only people we are concerned about is yourself and your family? So, as I was preparing for this message, I asked a question to some of my friends. I asked them, what has this year taught you? What has this year taught you? And you would be amazed with their response, with their answer. And with their permission, okay, I would like to share some of their answers. Of course, I won't say their names, okay? They said, God has taught me to rely on God more, to trust Him more, and to let go. To let go. So, what that person meant was to rely on God, meaning no matter how hard I plan, there are things that are out of my control. And that God can change our course in a snap of the fing in a snap of his fingers and it has taught me that simple days can be extraordinary days and another friend said god has taught me health is wealth appreciate the small things in life and even though sabi nung friend ko i lost my job i felt depressed because I wasn't able to provide for my wife. But I thank God that He provided uh, another job for me. I thank God for that. Because God provides. And there were many people who shared to me their uh, answers. No? But I was reminded by God that this is one way of loving your neighbor. It's by caring for them. It's by reaching out to them, by asking them, how are you? How can I help you? It's by listening to their journey. And I realized that maybe I've been selfish in this pandemic. I've been only taking care of my own family. And for me to say that I give thanks to the Lord, I acknowledge that He is good, He is in control, He is sovereign, He is merciful, He is faithful. I realized that my response is that I should love my neighbor. Because if I say I love God, I have to love my neighbor. You see, our slogan in UECP is love God, make disciples. Love God, make disciples. And we cannot do this if we are inward looking. We only look out for ourselves. Disciple making is building relationships. It is journeying with them so that one day they can also disciple others. Disciple-making is about authenticity and modeling. So if we say we love God, then we must show it by loving our neighbors. So today, I'd like to share and end with some practical tips for you on how to end 2020, right, by loving your neighbor. So what can you do? On the top of my mind, huh? some things we can do, okay? You could send a message uh, to a person even if you don't need anything from him or her. 
Diba? Sometimes we only message a person if we need something. But send a text. Send a uh, message to your friend or to your disciple or to your churchmate, to your brother and sister, to your relatives, even if you don't need anything. And that is loving your neighbor. How about giving a gift even if you don't expect anything in return? Diba, minsan, in Christmas, no, we have to give kasi that's, you know, uh, that's the custom that has been taught to you. So when you give, they will give back. But how about you give to someone that you know will not give back? That is loving your neighbor. How about give your time by listening to someone's story, to someone's struggle? Listen. Just listen. Give your heart and listen. Fourth, loving your neighbor can be praying for a person. Pray. Journey with them in their struggle. And lastly, loving your neighbor can be giving freely if there is a need, whether financial or uh, in other needs. So as a response to God's love for us, we can give thanks by loving our neighbor. My friends, as we end 2020, give thanks in all things for God is good and God is in control. So Happy New Year, my UECP family. See you in 2021. And I hope that you would continue to seek the Lord, to obey His word, and worship Him with all your heart. And I'd just like to end by um, saying that God is good all the time. And may you continue to give thanks to Him 